0: Chapter 5 of Deadwood Dick. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lizzie Driver. Deadwood Dick's Doom or Calamity Jane's Last Adventure by Edward L. Wheeler. Chapter 5: Five Hundred Dollar Reward and Calamity on Deck. On returning to the poker-house from their moonlight excursion to the remarkable duel, wild men of death-notch found that they had another stranger still in their midst, the individual once before described as Carol Carner. He had ridden into the place, registered, and here put up at the poker, and was just engaged in tacking up a placard against the wall, as the crowd swarmed in, headed by victorious Paiute Dave and his right-hand man, the Bullwhacker. Poker Jack's face bore rather a disappointed expression when he saw that Paiute had come back in place of Deadwood Dick. He had hoped and expected it would be the other way, for though there was no declared warfare between them, they hated each other cordially and calculated that the quickest man at pulling a pop would eventually be the death of the other which one it remained to be told the man carna went on tacking up his placard and when he had finished stepped back to inspect his work the placard was a press print poster in bit type and bore the following announcement five hundred dollar reward the above reward will be paid for the capture and delivery to the undersigned of a wandering girl calling herself virginia verna but whose real name is myrtle morris she is accompanied by a Negro of companion, and is wanted for the crime of murder. Carol Carner, Guardian. Paiute Dave read the notice over and over, and then took a good look at the man who had posted it. I allow you won't be apt to find your girl here, Cap," he said gruffly. "We don't allow of no petticoats in this ere town." Oh, you don't," Carner said with imperturbable composure. "'Well, it won't do no harm to advertise and make sure. "'Indeed, I am pretty positive the girl is in this town.' "'Do you mean that?' Paiute demanded, angrily, drawing a pistol. "'It ain't healthy for any pilgrim to doubt the word of Paiute Dave.' "'Experience has taught me not to believe any man till I have tested him.' "'Was the unflinching answer. "'My sentiment applies no more to you than to the rest. "'If you gents ever indulge, "'You'll find I have an open account at the bar.' "'Drink, stranger? Well, I should cough up a cat!' exclaimed the disciple of Shakespeare, executing a hop, skip, and jump. "'If ever a thirsty throng of theologians thrived in this terrible country, we're the ones. Drink? Of course we will. Bootlegs and as by the dozen we will dispense in honour of meeting ye, at ye expense. And don't ye forget it, nother.' Waltz up, thirsty pilgrims, and inundate your desert waste with prime old rib-tickler. Irrigate your parched and arid systems with their ambrosial nectar. O's D.F.R. Sure, death at forty rods. As there are more toil, Shakespeare used to remark: A gilt-edged jest before breakfast. A sealskin dinner to settle. A horn and a half before supper. And a nightcap to put on your metal. Drink, stranger? On course we will. "'and I'll take a good straight coffin-nail "'for mine with a bumble-bee or a wassup in it "'to give it life.' "'And they did drink to a man, "'with the exception of Paiute Dave, "'who gruffly refused. "'Watching his opportunity, "'he left the barroom unnoticed "'and went upstairs. "'At the door of Virgie's room "'he knocked softly, "'more like a woman's knock it was "'than that of a man. "'Who is there?' "'Virgie asked, from within a tone whose accents betokened alarm. "'Ah, I am a stranger to you, "'but if you value your personal safety, open the door.' "'The villain answered in a feigned voice. "'Then, as he heard her unlock the door, "'he chuckled to himself to see how cleverly he had succeeded. "'Until the door partly opened, "'and he found Virgie standing in the aperture "'with a cocked revolver in her hand. "'I thought it was you.' she said with more composure than she had yet manifested. Now that you are here, you villain, what do you want? You're devilish independent all at once, Paiute Dave said in surprise. Because I've got the drop on you, Vergia retorted. I find that he's best who gets aim first in this delectable country, and accordingly I'm ready for you, sly as you were. What do you want, I say? I want to come in. I've important news for you. THERE'S A MAN DOWNSTAIRS WHO WANTS ye AT ABOUT FIVE DOLLARS A POUND. Fergie gave a gasp, and her face turned pale. WHO? she demanded, though she could have told without asking. Let me come in if you want to know, Paiute Dave said grimly. A while ago you spurned the friendship of yours truly. Now, maybe, with a wolf howling upon your scent, you'll be glad to accept of it. Between the bite of a wolf and a rattlesnake, I have no choice. Vergie retorted decisively. And therefore, if you have anything to communicate, you can do it from where you are, or not at all. Curse you. Then you prefer surrendering to the man downstairs, rather than accept of my protection, eh? I shall not surrender, nor accept your protection. Vergy responded. If I am attacked, I shall fight till I see there is no hope, and— "'Then kill myself.' Pooh, words are cheap. "'Listen, and I'll tell you what is the most likely thing for ye to do, "'as things now stand. "'This enemy O'Yorn, who calls himself Carol Carner "'don't know yet that ye're here, "'and the boys know their biz and won't give it away, "'as long as I say nay. "'Now, just ye marry me, "'and I'll go down and slit your enemy's wizened, "'and that'll put an end to the matter, see?' "'I comprehend your magnanimous offer, "'but emphatically decline.' When in need of a husband I shall select a man not a wolf in the guise of a man You may inform Carol Carner of my presence here if you like and tell him also That I have been taking daily practice with a revolver lately And I shall take advantage of the first opportunity to blow his brains out now or I'll open up practice on you go I mean biz And judging by the flash of her eyes he concluded she was in dead earnest and took as few steps as possible to carry him out of range of her weapon. Baffled and savage, he descended the stairs to the street, to cool off his passion and consider. Feeling that he was, he had set his heart on capturing the girl and making her his wife, and the failure just now but strengthened his determination. Carol Carner, although he failed to obtain any information from Paiute Dave concerning the object of his search, was in no wise discouraged and made it his business during the evening to pump nearly all the rust in the saloon who taking the cue from dave all denied any knowledge of the girl this very unanimity strengthened his suspicions excuse me please if i refuse to believe you he said coolly so positive has been the declaration that the girl is not here that i am sure she is here I demand to see your register. When I registered to night, I neglected to look it over to see if there'd been any previous arrivals. I refuse to let you see the register, Poker Jack replied, an ugly flash in his eyes as he went on. I'll own up that the girl is here, and when you attempt to take her away, you're a dead man, you or any other two legged cuss in the town. I've been watching the way things are shipping tonight, and I'll allow that the girl is pure and good and though i ain't anything to brag on about being a saint i allow that's enough man left in me to shove four out of six if airy galoot tries any guru games about that girl and my name's poker jack from paiuchi and the landlord of the poker house brought his fist down hard on the bar that night when death not slumbered a horseman rode stealthily into the town his form was well wrapped in a long black cloak a wide-rimmed black hat was slouched down over his forehead to the eyes, which were covered with the exception of a pair of peep-holes by a black mask, which was in turn met by an immense black beard that touched the man's waist, all giving him a dark and sinister appearance that his mission was a secret one was evident that his mission was a secret one was evident for his animal's hoofs were carefully muffled and made little or no noise as they struck the hard pan bottom of the gulch the strange dark man rode slowly along until he came opposite the poker-house when he reined his horse close up to the front of the building and halted rising in the stirrups and thence to the horse's back he was able to climb upon the cap of the front door-frame which he accordingly did and then crept into the open window which led into the upper hall pausing a few moments and listening intently he stole from one door to another along the hall and repeated the precaution of listening nor did he conclude until he had visited every door that opened off from the hall then he climbed back to the door of the apartment occupied by virgie and softly turned the knob the door being locked refused to open at which he did not appear to be much surprised for he drew a slender pair of nippers from his pocket, and quickly had the door unlocked and opened. Then, stealing softly into the room, he closed it behind him as quietly as he had opened it. The next morning when Poker Jack took the meals upstairs for Miss Virgie Verner, before any customers were about the establishment to watch him, he found the door wide open, and Miss Verner gone. Not a little surprised, he opened the communicating door of the darkies' apartment, and found the gent of colour lying upon his bed, bound hand and foot and gagged, with a quilt thrown over his head to shut out any sound he might make. Poker Jack immediately went to his rescue, and found the poor coon nearly suffocated. As soon as he could gain his breath he gave vent to a sigh of relief, and gazed about him with ludicrously rolling eyes. "'to make sure that he was really once more liberated. "'Oh, de good lord almighty! "'I spected I I's a gone clam for shah was his exclamation. "'What's a de matter? "'Boss, what's de reason dis unoffensive chili "'is tied up like a lump o' dry goods "'and a quilt frowned over his head? "'For to keep him from briffin, "'dat's what I says anxious to know?' "'Well, being somewhat in the dark myself, "'I naturally looked to you for an exclamation.' "'the host of the poker-house replied. "'Don't you know how you came in that plight?' "'Deed, I don't know nothing about it, boss. "'All I know is dat, when I awoke, "'dare I was fast, like de leg of a clam in a shell, "'and wid a great scarcity of breathin' stuff. Don't know nothing else about it. "'Deed I don't, for sure.' "'Well, this is kind of funnysome,' "'Poker Jack declared, scratching his head. "'Someone's been here during the night.' and waltzed off with the girl that's certain what miss is gone dear dass Nicodemus cried in alarm springing to his feet his dark visage growing a shade paler if indeed such a thing is possible i'll allow she is jack replied leastwise she ain't in her room oh de good law almighty what's to become o' me den I's a dead gone nigger for sure maybe she's got scared "'Say, boss, maybe she's got scared, and done gone hid under de bed, or in de washstand, or—' "'Not a bit of it. She's been smuggled off during the night. "'But the next thing is, who's a smuggler? "'I allow it won't be healthy for him when I learn who.' Had Jack any inclination to keep the matter hushed, he could not well have done so, for it wasn't ten minutes before Nicodemus had spread the news all over the town— both Carol Carner and Paiute Day swore roundly when they heard the news, but Poker Jack eyed them searchingly. One or the other of you know where that gal is," he said to himself. "And if no one else is interested in her welfare, it shall not be said that Poker Jack left her to the mercy of two worse brutes than himself. That day, a horseman—or rather, a girl dressed in male attire—drew rein before the poker house and slipping from the saddle she strode into the bar-room and took a glance over the crowd therein the woman was the notorious free and easy reckless waif of the rocky western country calamity jane chapter five